Welcome to the Aging Gracefully Podcast. I'm Janae Anderson. And I'm Mary Thompson. Join us as we explore the myths, beliefs, and realities of aging to empower each of us to thrive on all levels, every moment of our lives. Mary, I made the mistake of turning on the radio and listening to the news on my way over here. Oh, no. I mean, we're we're two days um, past the infiltration of the Capitol building. Right. And it's all that's being discussed on the news. Well, that and the, the coronavirus, which is right. at, you know, incredible highs. And um, I could just feel my chest, like there's a weight on my chest. I mean, and I wonder if this is what it feels like when people have a heart attack. Well, it seems like it's, everything is so magnified. So we've got the news that plays the same scenes over and over again that generate stress, generate that fight or flight response. Like, I want to get out of here or I want to fight somebody. And then I can't go anywhere because I'm locked down. And then there's more news about how many more deaths there are or anything else. So I think we've created this huge stressor and almost like that pressure cooker with no valve. There's no way to let this go. Yeah, it's like a big stress pole. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so how have you been noticing any effects from stress? I think I have um because not only is are are those two stresses going on what's happening in DC and the virus but we've got our own very personal major stress going on at our house which is some extremely unfriendly and as it turns out criminal tenants living oh. right there um 70 feet away from where we live That's... and trying to deal with that. So Yeah. um, What I'm noticing is that, I mean, there's physical, as I mentioned, the pressure on the chest, Mm -hmm. um, digestive, not working so well, sleep, not working so well, tension in my jaw and my neck. And um, beyond that, forgetting things and losing things. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's what I've been going through. Digestion, certainly. Sleep, certainly. And then the losing things is so frustrating because... We've t- done our, our dementia podcast, and it's that question of, oh my God, is is this you know, is this worse? Is this am I forgetting short term things? Am I am I showing early signs of dementia? Since I'm not 65 yet, I can hold on to that. But I think there certainly is so much stress that we have, and then all the little things in our life get magnified. You know, maybe my mind's distracted by this outside stress, and the knife slips when I'm cutting something, and I I nick my finger. Not bad, but am I really present? I'm not able to be present. That's what stress does, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the mind projecting forward and back in fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And I think, too, when you mentioned like digestion and sleep, these are the tools we need to reduce our stress load. It's ironic. Right? The more stress we're under, the worse we digest, the worse we sleep. And the worse we digest, the worse we sleep, the more stress we experience. So it's it's a vicious cycle. It's really vicious. And I think one of the things, if I think about what can I do about it, is where you mentioned turning on the radio, listening to the news. I feel on the one hand, really compelled to watch this. I, I could hardly take my eyes off CNN all day on Tuesday. And on the other hand, I know that I need to stop watching it because I can't impact the situation. I can't change what's going on. All I can do is take care of myself, my household, you know, and turn it around. And it's so hard to do. 
It really is. I agree. I mean, the news has never been more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) But I think for myself, um, if I can not watch it, and maybe even not listen to it and just read about it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like every step is a little more removed. Um, The reading is not near as harmful to my stress level as Mm -hmm. the others. Yeah, because we think with reading, it's been filtered, right? Someone has seen what has happened, and then they have written down the account of what's happened in a way that's that's helpful to understand what's going on without being bombarded with the sights and the sounds and yeah. the experience in the moment when you don't have any context for yeah. it. Yeah, and because the, these are news reporters writing them, they're not overly dramatic either. Mm-hmm. So I, I find those are reasonably tolerable. Mm-hmm. What kind of news sources do you go to? What is your... Um, CNN, Yahoo, and I do check Fox News because they give such an alternative position. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good idea to get the balance between everything. I tend to gravitate to looking at what does the BBC say? You know, let me get, I, I, I'm going even further apart from you where are. we are, is go into this world stage and say, what does it look like from the outside or what's their interpretation? Because I find sometimes they'll get a more balanced view because one news station will show their bias, the other news station will show their bias. And and what I, this is a kind of a whole separate topic. I get so annoyed with the idea of commentary or comment or opinion as news. Me too. And I think we get a lot of that in um, some of the news type broadcasts that go on. It's about what I think about what's going on as opposed to this is what we see. Yeah. You know, we don't these need, are the facts. These are the facts that we have. Yeah. Remember that from school? Fast, accurate, concise, and true. <laughs> no, but I like it. That's, that's what journalism was trying to produce if to make it factual so that you could get, so you could form your own opinion. And I think now because news becomes entertainment, that they have to go for the gotcha. They have to go for the thing that's going to pull your heart out of your chest. And that's what I think is so disturbing about trying to watch the news is constantly having to watch my heart be pulled out of my chest. Yeah, they're very good at it. Right. They know exactly what to show you. They do. I like what you said about watching the BBC because you're talking about a greater perspective. Mm -hmm. And when we're stressed, when I'm stressed, I lose perspective. Right. You know, it seems like this is the biggest problem in the world and it will never go away. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I can get a little perspective on it, I go, oh, okay, you know, bad things have happened before and then they go away and life is relatively good. And then mm-hmm. that goes away and life is relatively hard. And it's just, you know, this too shall pass. And mm-hmm. I have to remember that. And when mm-hmm. I'm embroiled in the stress, it's like all I can see. Right, that's the only thing that's right there. And then we have on top of it, we're in California, so we've got lockdowns with the pandemic. And I saw a comment today that they're recommending that Californians not travel now more than 120 miles from home to keep them. They're just really trying to lock everything down and try to flatten the curve of the virus. And I think it's hard because we've been dealing with this for almost a year now. And there's some fatigue, some virus fatigue. And I don't want any more restrictions. And I want, I'm trying to remember what was my life like back in February? What was I thinking and doing back in February when everything was so normal? <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you, we'll never, or, or it'll be a long time before we take things for granted. Yeah. Like sitting down for coffee with a friend or mm-hmm. hugging some, you know, someone mm-hmm. you run into at the store or whatever. Right. Speaking of hugging, 
it's a it's a huge stress reducer. You get that oxytocin flooding when you hug someone. I remember when my son was little, we read an article that said if you hug someone for 10 seconds, that was enough to f- get the oxytocin going. And it gives you that relaxation. It incre- creates bonding. It gives you that feel-good hormone. So we used to do these 10-second hugs where, you, do, you know, even set a timer and be jokey about it. But I think that's something that we're really missing. And I think it's that human connection that people, I think it makes the stresses we're under right now or what's going on in the world worse. I know it does. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, I I believe, is that we feel alone. Yeah. And by not getting the hugs and being in close proximity with mm-hmm. others, it I mean, it does feel very isolating. And I know when I'm stressed and I'm keeping it all to myself, that makes it so much worse as right. opposed to when I call friends and say, hey, could you just send some positive juju this direction, mm-hmm. you know? And I've been actually working very hard at doing that, at letting this be a relationship thing, the the, the personal situation that we're in, um, and reaching out and saying, this is what's going on and not making them wrong either, asking right. actually for the highest outcome for all concerned, mm-hmm. but asking to be held mm-hmm. in good energy, yeah, prayer, whatever, yeah. however that person defines it. Mm-hmm. See, I think that's the, another thing that happens with the isolation is we get the echo chamber that I only want to talk to people that are going to support my view because that's what feels good to me. I don't like arguing and I don't like confrontation and maybe I don't understand your view. And so I seek out people that are only going to be agreeing with me or supporting my belief system, maybe getting me to go a little bit further in that direction. And then it's going to really polarize everybody. And I think we see a lot of polarization. And I think when we're able to be out in the world, when we're able to walk freely into our communities, we see balance. We see that, oh, there's some people who believe this and there's some people who believe that. And that's okay because we're all here doing the same thing and we can be cordial with each other. But if our only interaction is in these moments of contention, then we really have a problem. And we really have a problem. Yeah. So what are you doing to keep sane? Oh, what am I doing to keep sane? I think for me, one of the biggest things is what I can do to be single tasking that for me multitasking is a signal that i'm going to be that i'm under stress i'm trying to do too many things at once and speaking of that that's why you know i ended up ruining my computer as i did i had a tea mishap and i spilled some tea on my computer and i like to say it was just a little tea it wasn't very much at all and i got it cleaned up right away but my computer is dead so her new computer my new computer and so i'm working on my old computer but i think it's that concept of Stress comes in and we've got to multitask. We have to take care of everything in this moment rather than recognize I could carry the tea to the room. I can carry the computer to the room. I don't have to try and do everything at one time. So that's one thing I'm focusing on is single tasking. That is really a beautiful point because when we're single tasking, or let me back up and say when we're multitasking, it's it's ridiculously hard to be present. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we're single tasking, it's much, much easier because you just focus on what's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Another thing I'm doing is carrying my phone with me on we do the morning walk with the dog and trying to find one thing to take a picture of. I, I usually will take a several, but I'll try to find one thing that kind of captures that moment. And I think that's really helped me to be present as well. Because you're looking around and mm-hmm. what a great idea. Mm-hmm. So while I'm walking and I'm looking for things, and so I found some 
a plant that was kind of frosted and I liked that image and I found a thistle growing in this beautiful thistle blossoming in the middle of a dead plant, you know, so that was looked hopeful to me. So looking for these kind of moments, I think that's it bringing, you mentioned the word presence. For me, a big part of addressing my stress is trying to be in this moment because in this moment, I don't have any stress. I'm not watching the news. <laughs> I'm not caught up in the isolation um, I'm not as disturbed by it because I'm looking for the joy in the moment as opposed to the, the trauma in the moment. Yeah. I mean, the mind is such a tricky devil. Mm -hmm. It's it's always jumping forward, jumping backward, re, re rehearsing, I suppose we would say, things that it's already, you know, things we're scared of and whatnot and mm -hmm. projecting fear forward. And if we can just be in the moment, none of that is happening. Right. Like right here, there's no reason at all to be stressed. I think also talking to someone, I feel less stress having you face-to-face, -face, having a conversation, even even if it's online, even if I'm in a Zoom call with someone, I feel less stress if I can focus on what I'm doing. Because see, I think what I do, if I've got the computer open, well, there's always some work I might have to get done or an email I might have to reply to. I notice sometimes with clients, I'll be having a conversation and I can, you know, they have a notification ding that goes on every time they get an email or a text. And I think for me, I don't have that. I don't have notification signals. It's like when I go to look, I'll see what's what's come in. But I think that's a good way to focus. So if I'm in a Zoom call with someone, I can really be present. I don't get those notifications come up to say, oh, you've got a new email. Maybe that's something you need to deal with. Or I think this is another stressor. Too many demands on our time. Yeah, definitely a stressor. Mm -hmm. Since we're an Aging Gracefully podcast, I would imagine that most of our listeners are people like me who say things like, when I grew up, there was only one phone in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and if someone called and you weren't there, you know, they left a message or the phone just rang and they called you back. There's now this immediate demand that you answer your phone or that you respond to the text within moments. And if you don't, it's like, oh my God, why are you ghosting me? It's been five minutes since I sent that text. It's a whole new world, it and is. it is. It's much more stressful than it used to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, because imagine, I think of that tyrant boss behind you going, have we gotten that job done yet? You know, it's like there's, oh my gosh, I'm, gonna, I'm jumpy. Yeah, and you know, one of the things I did early this week when we realized that we had a situation at mm -hmm. our house, um, I wrote, I emailed the, the people who I had committed to doing things for this week. I, I'm proofreading a book for someone, for example. And I emailed and I said, I've got a situation. I said, I won't be able to be a part of this for a week. I'll get back to you after a week, you know. And, um, and so I, I felt like I was really taking care of myself. Someone said, hey, I really miss you. Can we do a walk? I said, I would love to do that. Can we revisit that in a week or two? You know, I just put everything off that I possibly could so that I could just focus on the situation. Mm -hmm. And that was, I felt that I was really doing self-care. Mm -hmm. When I did that, it's like this is you know this is priority and nothing else needs my immediate attention. Right, and single tasking. Single tasking. <laughs> it was it was really huge that I took that step and maybe even let some people down. Right, and knowing that they're going to be there, they're going to be there when you come when you come out of it, and it's it sends a message that my self care is important. It that does that I need that. So I think we, so far we got self-care and present moment focus. Um, we talked about the digestive system and how the digestive system gets upset under stress. So 
I find myself trying to get really calm before I eat. Because if you're in stress, you're not going to digest well. So how do you get really calm? See, I've got to think about that. How do I get calm before I eat? Well, taking those breaths is good. Mm -hmm. I always take three deep breaths before I start Mm -hmm. to eat. So that's a good way. I also kind of check in with what's coming up in my mind. What am I thinking about? Um, I avoid distractions. Like, again, not in front of the TV, not in front of the news. Uh, Put my phone in the other room if that's going to be an issue. Bring myself really present. So again, it comes back to being in the present moment, allowing myself to settle single task. My only job at this time is to eat food. It's not to answer the email or not to respond to somebody's text message. And to listen into my body, what does it need? That's beautiful. Also, the type of food one eats. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're the Ayurveda lady. You yeah. know that there are foods that are more stimulating and mm-hmm. foods that are more calming. So can you just take a moment and give well, us some general idea? You know, one thing I think about as you said that is I think about, and what do we eat when we're under stress? We uh, reach, junk food. <laughs> we Whatever is handily available. Right. We reach for something that's going to satisfy a sensory demand in that moment. So looking at things like root, roasted root vegetables or roasted soups, soups that are really yummy, um, whole grains, dairy if you take dairy, these things that are really grounding and just kind of bring you into your body, not going into really fried foods, really highly spiced foods. You just want it to be maybe a little bit on the bland side. So I do a sweet potato curry soup. And I say curry, some people go, oh, the way she did the spice. But it's not very spicy. Mm. It's just got some of that flavor to it. And I think this is what I've really been craving lately is for dinner, just a soup and some crusty bread. And that feels really good to me. I've been doing the same. Lots and lots of soups. Just when you're when you're sitting down with a bowl of hot homemade soup, mm-hmm. it's like you've said, love in a bowl. You know, <laughs> bowl. it's it's a beautiful thing. And mm-hmm. so f- to take the time to actually create nutritious food mm-hmm. and have it there, you know, like I'll make a big batch of soup and it lasts two three days, mm-hmm. and and it's great because then I'm not constantly having to decide what to eat. And I open the fridge and there it is. It's yeah. beautiful. And you use the word taking the time to make the home-cooked food, if you don't have the time, something like an Instant Pot or a slow cooker, it's almost like someone else is cooking for you. (laughs) Or even (laughs) your local deli. Yeah, lots of places where you can go looking for comfort foods, which tend to be heavy and moist, and they just tell you everything's going to be okay. It's like chicken soup (sighs) when you're sick. Yeah, exactly. It says, you know, this too shall pass was the term you had used. Yes. So I think... Um, and really avoiding those distractions while eating for me is one of the biggest things, not yeah. having the TV on, not having the radio on. I think we need those breaks mm-hmm. where we are not doing any electronics. Mm-hmm. Um, I Most nights now, I'll just announce to the family that I'm going to go do yoga and I go up to my room and I shut the door and I play soft, beautiful music and I do yoga and there are, you know, no electronics, no interruptions and it's so calming and so beautiful. And for me, movement is a huge part of like grounding in my body. Mm -hmm. So you know how stress just takes you out of your body and you don't know where you are. Right. Um, The body is is always in the moment, always present. And so for me, when when I land back in this thing then um, everything's calmer. Mm-hmm. And so yoga really helps with that. Walking is really helpful. Yeah. Being out in nature. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, nature is constantly, if you tune into a tree, it's constantly saying, be still, just yeah. be, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really simple. Yeah. And if you look for those things, you know, take some time to smell what it's like when you're walking or look around you to see signs of winter. Feel what's going on. the breeze on your face. Mm-hmm. Right. 
I know right now during this time of COVID, as we say, and the isolation, a lot of people are doing exercise programs online. So it's a lot of um, maybe yoga classes online and things like that. And what I'd encourage you to do is, is do that and see what it feels like when you try to go through the same kind of asanas without the computer, you know, feel into your body. When a screen's open, our attention and focus is really on the screen. And we may not really feel into, even though the teacher might be telling you to do so, but take the time to give it a try. Try doing that. I love the way you were saying it. You know, put some music on and just move. Feel what your body feels like. Yeah. Or no right, no wrong. Take a bath. <laughs> Sit in your hot tub if you have one. You yeah. know, I think getting outdoors, you know, the Japanese uh, concept of nature bathing. Right. Go have a nature bath. It's so mm-hmm. cleansing. Right. Because we don't have political struggles in nature. Yeah. We don't have uh, coronavirus or lockdowns in nature. We have the ability to be there and interact. And I think our hearts need it. This stress is really hard on our physical bodies. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I notice is that my cat is being more responsive to me. You know how <laughs> these little fur babies know what's going on for us. Mm-hmm. She's just constantly jumping on up on my lap. And when she does, I put down the phone. I try really hard to put down the phone and to just be with her and pet her. And she's purring. And just that act is, again, grounding. I guess whatever is grounding is so mm-hmm. helpful when you're stressful. Or yeah. playing with the dog, you yeah. know. Well, it's things that are stress inducers tend to pull us up into our head And the biggest challenge I see is we don't have any power in this. So this stuff going on in Washington, I don't have any power in that. I could call my congressman. Okay, that that took a minute. Congressperson. My congressperson, who happens to be a congressman. (laughs) (laughs) And I could write letters. I could go and rant. I could go stand on a street corner with a sign. But really, is it going to affect any change in what's going on? I don't think so. So I have to move into, you know, doing those things and trusting that whatever will be will be whatever's going to happen. I've I've done what I could. But I think the challenge comes because we feel so helpless. We just don't feel like we have a way to contain this. And the more helpless we feel, the more stress we're under. And then we spiral down that track. Yeah. So we do what we can. Mm -hmm. And then we have to let go of the rest Mm -hmm. for our own sanity. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like Byron Katie would say, you know, I, I, I want to do my business, not God's business. <laughs> so, And I think we all hope if we yell loud enough that God will hear us and do what we're saying as opposed to he'll, my yelling will be louder than your yelling. So God will do what I want. <laughs> what you want. Speaking of yelling, I've been doing some yelling alone yeah. and that helps too. I mean, ah. anything we can do to let go of the angst, mm-hmm. I think is really helpful. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this has been really fun. I feel less stress now than I did coming into this. Me too. And so just to summarize some of the things we said we could do for stress is be in the present moment. Uh, and however that is doable for you. Right. To breathe, check in with your breath and your body and get out in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, turn it, avoid distractions like the television. Um, if you find you're getting stressed, turn it off. Yeah. Or go, go down a level, listen, or read instead, or don't do any of it. Take a break. Mm-hmm. Go watch a movie, something funny. Yes, watch a fun movie. That is, a, We just watched The Prom. Actually, I watched it two nights in a row because it was so fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. And so she'll put one, I'll put the plug in for Hunt for the Wilder People, which I thought was really fun. Yes, and, um, and eat, eat the stuff that's going to calm you down. Mm-hmm. And 
calming tea too. I would just throw in there. Yeah. In our summary, chamomile mm-hmm. and that sort of food, the tea. Right. Yeah. If you have people that you can interact with, hug them for 10 seconds or more. Get those oxytocin hits going on so you feel bonded, you feel connected, you feel heard and touched. And if not, talk therapy is great too. Zoom somebody, envision them even on the flat screen in three dimensions and Mm -hmm. um, talk it out. It can be so helpful. Yeah. Just know we're feeling it too. Yeah, I think the whole world is. Comments you want to do in closing? Yes. This too shall pass. Wonderful. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. This has been Mary Thompson. And Janae Anderson signing off.